You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Luke chapter 2. This morning we began talking about Jesus, our peace. He's also our light. And it's referred to in the scriptures we saw in Luke chapter 2 when the shepherds were in the fields and then an angel came and stood before him. Before the, uh, the, the shepherds in verse 9, the angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Everybody say the glory shone around them. Talk about the light of the glory of God. And they were greatly afraid, the shepherds were. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And then, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Family, God loves us. We are His creation. He gave us His life. And He gave us life so that we may be His sons and daughters, His family. We know that sin entered into the earth. And because of that sin, man was separated from God. But right in that very same instant, God spoke a word of prophecy that He would be sending one by the seed of a woman to come and deliver mankind. And that man that was born of a woman is God Almighty, the Word Eternal, Jesus Himself. This was prophesied by Isaiah as we saw in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Everybody say Prince of Peace. And then verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Notice the prophecy tells us that Jesus would come and that of his kingdom and the peace of that kingdom, there will be no end. If you did miss this morning, I really want to encourage you to make sure you get a hold of it. We put it on podcasts and we make sure that it's available online. And because we spoke this morning, we saw that the peace of God was Jesus himself delivered into the earth. We have received of his peace. He became for us that peace. And we looked at different scriptures and we saw how we have been given the peace through our salvation. We have received the peace of God. Remember Ephesians 2.14, He Himself is our peace. And God has made peace with us through the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and say, Praise God through the death and resurrection of Jesus, who is the one who establishes peace 
He is the Prince of Peace, and he has released his peace in my heart. One of the fruits of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, and peace. And as I mentioned this morning, peace doesn't mean that there's no war, there's no calamity. God is well aware that you and I are going to go through challenges. Some of us really horrendous types of challenges, tragic circumstances. And we know that God has made it well known to us. Even Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But then he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And then John went on to say, this is that which overcomes. That is our faith. Hallelujah. Family, you and I, no matter how hard we try, if it was not for Jesus, we would not overcome. You know, many, many people face tragedy and horrible situations. And in the end, no matter how successful you may have thought you were in the earth, no matter how many people, you know, what they might have left, legacies and developed things and left great inventions behind, if you don't know Jesus, when that person dies, they've lost everything. Everything that's happened in this earth gets left behind and they spend an eternity in hell. Where is the peace in that? And they're constantly trying to find rest, find peace. That's why there's so much turmoil in the world today. But thank God, you and I, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the moment you do that, you are born again. And no matter what happens from this day on, knowing there's still an enemy out there, knowing the enemy will still try and take us down, but no matter what he tries, even though he may try to kill my body, he cannot have my soul. Oh, come on, give Jesus praise if you can get a hold of that. And if you, find, you recognize that, you get to that place of peace where you can rest completely in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw the Word of God say in Isaiah 26 verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean there won't be war. It means that in the middle of the situation, you keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust Him. Trust Him. Family, if you've done everything you know to do, you've taken His Word, you've confessed His Word, you've received His Word, the faith has come because of that Word, you've spoken the Word, everything the way God's instructed us, then at that moment, there's nothing more you can do in your flesh. That's when we must find a rest and say, Father, I may not understand the process always, but I do know this. You will take no matter what happens and turn it for my good. You're going to take whatever happens from this day on. I'm going to trust you. How are you willing to do that? Just keep that hand up and say, Father, I put all my trust in you. And when I do that, it brings a knowledge, an understanding a revelation of your peace. I rest in your peace. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And we saw in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, all things were made through Him and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life, that life of Jesus was the light of men. Everybody say light. light. Say it again. Yes. 
He is our light. And that light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. But there was a man sent from God. His name was John. Now this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through the light might believe. He was not that light. John was not the light. But he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Now he was in the world and this world was made through him and yet the world did not know him. Now he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as received him. Let me see how many of you have received him. To him, to you, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. And this Word, this light became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Family, we're talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the Prince of Peace who came as the light. Everybody say, the light. Now we read in Isaiah 9, he said unto us, a child is born, a son is given. If you go back a few verses and have a look at verse 2, Isaiah saw into these things. And he said, the people who walked in darkness, how many of you know you did walk in darkness? All of us were sinners and have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And you have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Now listen to verse 4. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Everybody say, he broke the yoke. If you keep reading, as Isaiah's busy prophesying this, we get to chapter 10 and verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day. Which day? When the child is born. When the light shines. When the sun is given. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, the enemy's burden, will be taken away from your shoulder, his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Come on, give Jesus praise. You've got to get a hold of it. That word destroy, it doesn't just talk about breaking the yoke. It's destroying the yoke. That word, and sometimes you can say the anointing breaks the yoke, and that's not wrong. That's still a way the word can be used. But even in the terminology of broken, it's like I've said many times before, if you took a, a vase and dropped it, a plate or something like that, it would break but you can still glue the thing back together. 
And maybe you won't be able to put any water in it or, you know, won't hold as much as it could before, but you can still put dry flowers in it. You can still kind of make an ornament out of it. But destroy, the way this Hebrew word works is that if you take that same vase when it's broken, is then take a heavy hammer and beat every single piece, crush every piece till it's powder. In other words, when you've got a pile of powder and you say to someone, what was that? They don't even know. It's, it's, just, it, it, it's destroyed. And that's what Jesus, the word is saying, is this is what Jesus did. He didn't just take your burden away. He didn't just kind of break it and left it on the side that the enemy can try and put it back on you. When you understand the power of the anointing and the anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's when Jesus said, when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit and my peace I will give you. I am leaving that in the person of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the very person. The anointing is not the physical oil. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And He went about doing good and healing. How many? All who were sick and oppressed by the devil for God was with Him. Lift your hand and say, the Holy Spirit is the anointing that filled Jesus. And as Jesus walked with that power, applied that power, yokes were destroyed. See, when that woman with the issue of blood touched Him, and He stopped and said, who touched me? And they said, so many others are touching you. You're in a crowd. Everybody's touching. He said, no, I perceived power flow from me. That power hit that woman so powerfully that that blood, was, that, that whole affliction was totally removed out of her body. Come on, give Jesus praise. That is the power of the anointing. And that anointing is alive within us. Hallelujah. Notice verse 2. The people walked in darkness and have seen a great light. Keep reading through Isaiah as it continues to prophesy the coming of our Savior. And then he gets down to chapter 60. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, your light. Light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Deep darkness will cover the people. Family, I'm still amazed at how quickly since the whole COVID pandemic, this earth turned totally upside down, where there was always evil in the earth. But now it's gone so, it's kind of picked up an acceleration where evil is almost accepted as right. That the moment you stand up, you're the one that needs to be checked. And now they're wanting to write sin into legislation. And family of God, we're dealing with a world that you can look at them and say, the word of God says, and they look at you like, what is wrong with you? It's like, grow up, get with the times. 
Family of God, times have not changed. I don't care what the enemy tries to put on us. There is still the Word of God. The Word of God is as current today as what it was 2,000 years ago, as it was 8,000 years ago, as it was when He is still the Word in the beginning before He ever said, light be. This is not an old-fashioned book. It is the living Word of God. His Word is still His Word. His will is still His will. His way is still His way. His way is the way, the truth, and the life. There's not an alternative way. There's not your truth. There's not your feelings. It's not your way of looking at life. That's for me. I have my own truth. I have my own. No, there is the way, the truth. And family, we should never shy away from that. You and I are here to be the light that carries this Word with authority. And yes, the world will not understand it. They did not comprehend it. The light was there. Jesus, the Word Himself, standing in the creation He created. And they couldn't see Him as the Messiah that was prophesied to come and deliver them. Hallelujah. But you and I have the truth of the living Word of God. Shout hallelujah. Notice, the darkness will cover a deep darkness. But it's not time for us to worry and say, I don't understand this, I don't get this, because notice it says, but. This is now. This is happening today. The Lord arises over you and His glory will be seen upon you and Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, family of God, He says yeah, that they will come to your light. Everybody say, my light. So Jesus is the light. And then Isaiah gets to the point where now he calls it your light. And it'll be so obvious that others will see it and they'll come to your light. Notice the opening of that chapter is arise, shine. Arise, shine. Would everybody arise? Oh, so we had to do something. Amen. Now you may be seated. All right, no. It's <laughs> playing with you. But you notice when I said arise, some of us may have thought, now? Do I have to? Do I need to do this? Oh, others are getting up. Maybe I should as well. See, there's an action that's going to take place. The light isn't just going to happen. God has delivered His light, but He's delivered it into you and me. We are the ones that have to stand up and shine that light. There is something for you and me to be doing. Hallelujah. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message which we've heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. Say that God is is light. That's His very nature. It's not like God makes light. When He said light be, what He's doing is He put out into the natural realm 
a manifestation, but that came from within him. He already is light. And family of God, have you noticed when the lights are on, there is no darkness? When the first person came in here this afternoon, this place was dark. What did they do? They switched on the light. They didn't get a box and carry as much darkness out as they can. It's not like you, you open the doors and try and get the darkness out. There's no ways you can remove darkness by carrying it out. Family of God, you've got to understand this, that when we look in the world today, you're not going to stop evil by trying to legislate against it. That's where the law of God reveals sin to us, but it failed in making men righteous. You cannot make righteousness just through actions. Righteousness is a free gift. But the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the light of God enters in and that light eradicates darkness. When you switch the light on, darkness flees. I said, when you switch the light on, darkness flees. We can moan about the darkness, complain about the darkness and complain about sin and how evil the world is and how bad people are. That's not gonna fix it. The only way we're gonna get rid of darkness is by the light, being the light. There is no darkness in God. There is no evil in Him. There's no sickness or disease in Him. There's no poverty in Him. There is no curse in God. That's why when the people say, I don't understand if there's a good God, how come there's evil in the world? Well, if we switch the light off, what would be left? You don't create darkness. You don't make darkness. It's the absence of light. So if someone rejects God, where's the blessing? What's left? The curse. Someone rejects God, where is the light? You're going to be left with darkness. Can we see that? Now, it's your and my responsibility to be that light. Have a look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For you were once darkness. It doesn't even say you were in darkness. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are light. You are light. Where? In the Lord. Walk as children of light. How do we go from God being light? Now we are light. How do you get from there to there? James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the, from the, the what? Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Not only is God light, He's the Father of lights. Are you born of God? That's what the Scripture says. You're not born of flesh. You're not born of man. You are born of God. Not talking about your physical body. You. The born again child of God. Lift your hand and say, the born again child of God. That's me. I'm born of God. I am born of the Father of lights. It's not just the Father of light. He's the Father of lights. Have a look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5. You are all sons of light. 
Hallelujah. So family, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established. God is light. But not only is he light, he is the father of lights. You are born of him as a son of God. You are sons of light. And he says, you are that light. Hallelujah. But let's go once again back to Ephesians 5 verse 8. You were once in darkness. Now you are light. Does that, can I just say it there? No, it doesn't stop there. It says you are light in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. See, family of God, this is because we serve God. You and I on our own, we nothing. I mean, we were dead. We were darkness. But when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, His light comes within us. Now we're born again. Now we are sons of light. Notice what he says. Walk in that light. Walk as children of light. Hallelujah. What does that mean? Don't just, you know, it's not something to walk around arrogantly say, well, hallelujah, I'm light now. No, we need to be a demonstration of that light. Let's walk as that light. Walk as sons of God. So there I have to ask you, if you take the one who is the light, Jesus, when he was on the earth and he walked and demonstrated the kingdom, did he sin? The word says there was no sin in him. He was tempted in all things, yet without sin. Well, family God, you and I are born again. Now, we know in our own natural ability, we mess up, we make mistakes, but thank God for the blood of Jesus that when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But now we need to live as righteous. So now we need to demonstrate the righteousness of God. Just by being born again doesn't give us freedom. Grace doesn't mean, well, now, hallelujah, I can just go ahead and do whatever I want because it's all forgiven anyway. No, we are the light. We should be the demonstration. In other words, people, when they're looking at you, they may never read a Bible. They may never come to church. They may not even, they got their ideas of who God is. But when they look at you, they should say, now that's a child of God. Something's drawing them. Something's attracting them. Remember this morning, we read Romans 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which we may edify one another. I ended this morning by saying, let's live that life. Let's demonstrate the peace of God because it's a peace that surpasses understanding. Well, in the same light, have a look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. You are the light of the world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. It is a city that's set on a hill and cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. This is not a clandestine Christian. We don't hide our Christianity, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light 
so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Family, someone may never hear the gospel, but you are a walking gospel. They're watching. They're looking. People are analyzing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when Janine and I were first saved and I sat with the Father many, many hours and we wanted to lead them to the Lord. And he would ask all kinds of questions and I would answer it from the Word. And, and I could see him and he was like right on the edge and ready to give his life to the Lord. And I just, you know, what? it's just like on a hair thread. It's time to do this. And I didn't understand, but I just kept praying, just kept interceding. I believe God is doing a work and just the same way we do for all our family, whoever's not saved, we're going to be the light. We just keep praying, just keep interceding, trusting God. They are coming in. He said, me and my household shall be saved. And we're praying. And then one day we had an Easter play at Christian Family Church in Johannesburg. And we invited Janine's parents to come with us. And we were sitting, I still remember right at the back was like on a, on a raked seating. And the platform was at an angle in that direction. And they were to our left. And it came time for the altar call and we stood up and I was watching the platform and looking across the crowd and just praying while Pastor Theo was doing the altar call. And next moment he said, well, everybody who's given their life, they've raised your hand, come to the front. And next moment I felt dad tapping me on my shoulder. He wants to come part. Whoa! Just dad saved. He's giving his life to the Lord. And he, and he went to the front that day and he gave his life to the Lord. And I was, I was excited, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm happy, but I want to know what happened. What, did, what, what happened in the play that I didn't say? Because I, I gave him every answer to all these questions he ever had. And when we got home, I said, Dad, it's wonderful, praise God. But what, what happened? Why tonight? Because I'm learning. I want to know where this came from. And he said, he used to work with people who said they were Christians. And he said, Sunday, they would go to church. But our Monday to Friday, they just, they were a whole nother person. And I thought, yeah, these Christians. And then you come and say, you're going to that, uh, that church. And uh, I thought, yeah, these young kids, they just caught up in a, in, in a fad. It'll just be a matter of time. And they'll probably back out as well. So I wanted to make sure I'm going to watch you for one year. Don't you know your mind rewinds now? <laughs> All the, <laughs> you, I, I didn't know I was on, in a spotlight. But because I chose, Janine and I, we walked. We didn't just say we were Christians. We loved it. He saw us go to church. He saw us when, when everybody was at a briar, how we would leave. So we would go because this is a time to go worship God. He saw when we were in trouble, how we prayed. He watched and he saw and things happened and he listened for the conversation, heard how we were speaking. And afterwards he said, this is real. And we were that gospel. We were that light. And it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's not because we're good. He saw the light. And as a result of seeing the light, he gave his life to Jesus. 
Come on, give Jesus praise. Family of God, in this time of Christmas, when the world's going wild and crazy, remember, Jesus was sent in this earth to be your light. When He was born, He brought that light to you and me, and today we are born again, and we walk in the light of God. You be that light. Come on, give Jesus praise. Amen. So tonight we want to celebrate our Lord Jesus. We're going to do it over the covenant meal. When Jesus gives us things and gives us instruction, it's not for religious ritual. Everything he does has purpose. And when he took the covenant meal, remember they had shared it as the Passover meal for centuries. They had been celebrating the fact that God, they have a covenant with God. And they thought it was just a covenant meal. And then one day Jesus sat down at that covenant meal. He'd been born into this earth, demonstrated the light, walked as a son, saying he doesn't do anything unless he's seen his father do it. He doesn't say anything unless he's heard his father say it. And how he healed and delivered and discipled. And then he sat with those disciples just before he left. And they're having their last Passover meal together, him in his body on the earth. And he takes that bread that night that they'd shared many, many years before together. And he broke that bread. And he says, this is my body that's broken for you. When you eat of it, it's not for religious ritual. It's not for judgment. It's not for try any other thing that anybody puts on it. He said, when you do it, do it to remember me. And I want us to do that tonight. Our family does it every Christmas morning. Even our kids, you know what kids are like. I mean, they can't, they, they're up long before dad and mom. They're dragging you out of bed. They want those presents, man. They've been, they see it under that tree. There's, there's a tree with stuff we wanted. And we would sit them down and say, that's coming. But let's celebrate the true gift. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We want to honor Him today. And let's not forget, this is not about the tree and the presents and you know, anything else the world tries to make it out to be. This is remembering Jesus was born so that He could die. And we receive that life today. And as we share this bread today, Father, we thank You. You are the bread of life, Jesus. You're the very light that has been born in our hearts. We're alive and that light shines because you are our life. And we receive it today as we eat of this bread, we remember it's you. You are the Christ, the risen one. We praise and honor you. Let's share together. That same night, he took the cup. And he says, this is the cup of the new covenant. It's my blood that is shed for you. The Word tells us we have a new and a better covenant. 
It is a covenant that declares the life of God. In His shed blood, every sin is forgiven. He became the curse to remove the curse so that we may be blessed. He bore every sickness and disease that by His stripes we are healed. He became poverty that we through His poverty might be, we may be made rich. He's given us access to every blessing. He's given us heavenly hosts to protect us. He's given us His living Word. And He gave us the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank You so much. We received the greatest gift of all, life. Your life, Jesus. You are the light. And that light now is birthed within us. We are sons of light. And we choose to honor You. And every day we remember You, that we may live as light in this world. We give You praise. We give You glory for this. In Jesus' name. Let's partake together.